0: I think it's very important to understand the way people feel and think in order to be a performer because you need to know how people are going to react to things. And that aspect of it being a live performance is what makes it feel so special. It's a real feeling of connection that you have with the people that you perform for. You all have just released so much energy and emotion Mm -hmm. in the same space together. That's so tangible. It's in the air. It's like a real connection. It's like a physical thing. Then somebody gets up there, talks about bananas, but we all know what he's talking about. What's your history? When did you move to Austin? It was a year and a half
1: ago something like that Yeah, ago?
0: about uh, about is about 15 16 months ago I got okay. here and I had never done comedy before but for like two visits to an open mic in Santa Barbara, California uh, And then but I, I moved to Austin and on the first night I got here. I did some comedy And the second night, I where did
1: you go on the first night?
0: uh, It was the Romo room back back when that was still open. It was a Tuesday night, Mike, on March thirtieth, twenty twenty one. And uh, I still remember the, the face of the hosts. I remember still m- most of the people who went up at the mega: uh, Nick DePuja, Jimmy Clifford, Jared Stalling, uh, the, there are all these names that I remember from that. Who's the host? <clears throat> and I, I don't remember the name of the host. I remember his face. I never saw him ever since. I think that he was like uh, visiting from LA or New York, and that he had just been, like like some of his friends had said, like, hey, do you want to host this thing at the Romo Room? And, yeah, basically, it was just all comedians there, except for the people from the hostel that I was staying at who decided they wanted I, to come with me. Sorry
1: to interrupt. I do have to get this.
0: So what
1: was the drama around the Romo Room? Let's explore the Romo Room drama.
0: Okay. Well, I wouldn't say that I know I, I know anything which would be defined as the word drama that you've used. Um, I, I don't know anything about that. I just understand that I think the the business... Of the romo room as well as its venue the brass tap in the domain they're gone yeah they're gone now yeah and so so i think i mean the romo room was not really succeeding as a source of revenue for anybody i think wasn't that the drama was
1: like there was some angry posts on instagram or facebook or something or by whom the comics i have no idea Mm, okay uh i guess the owner um, okay that the comics weren't paying for food or weren't buying drinks and they were like bringing in drinks. I never saw anyone do that.
0: Yeah. I did well, see people I never eating. saw anyone bring in drinks. Although I do, although I do remember hearing one time when I went in there, someone just kind of like uh, passed a the word around. It was the host or somebody who was like, Hey, just have to let everyone know that if anyone brings in a drink, we're totally done uh, forever. So let's not do that. So I remember that one time, but also, yeah, like the comics weren't really buying food and, and, and a lot of, you know, and a lot of people who are in the kind of lifestyle and position that we are in, particularly since so many of us had moved to Austin recently and not really established ourselves, can't really afford or choose not to, you know, incorporate into their budget a $12 fish and chips plate, you know, something like right. that. Right. And so the thing is it's like... An you know, open mic. Yeah. Because the dream, the dream when you have like a comedy club... Is that the people who want to come see comedy are the ones buying food and drink, yep. and then the comedians, uh, you know, can choose to, you know, if they want. But the that basically supports them in being able to live this entertainment lifestyle. Don't
1: whatever. you think a comedy club is like some kind of like living organism?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Any any collection of human beings is a kind of macrobiological right. living organism. Totally.
1: Yeah. But a comedy club in particular has like um, I don't know. It seems like it has a life cycle, <laughs> you know, mm. like like it it goes Say up and goes that. down. Yeah. Oh, just like, like it oh, grows and it it waxes and it wanes. But it also like sometimes it just keeps growing or whatever. I mm-hmm. don't know. It seems to go in cycles actually.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm well, in terms
1: of like whatever the vibe is, who's showing mm-hmm. up, and. Um, that kind of stuff
0: yeah like, they're all performing. sort of yeah they're, they're all sort of like uh, data points that undulate about a business whether it's like what time of week people <clears throat> are, are more often there or if it's like over what period of months were people there more or like what kind of people are choosing to go somewhere, as a, as a, uh, go, go there as opposed to somewhere else as a result of you know just like what talk gets filtered out. Through. Well, how,
1: how would you describe the vibe of a comedy club?
0: Oh well, um, I would not say that I have been to enough really truly established comedy clubs to to say to say that I understand that. Like I've been. You
1: logged some serious time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've I've put I've put in a lot of hours most of which has been in kind of like, you know, bars and coffee shops and those yeah. sorts of establishments. Um, yeah, doing comedy, I've really been obsessed this last yeah, year and a half.
1: But I guess every you know, just every place has this vibe. Uh whatever, like um yeah. the coffee shops, what is it, Buzzmill? Is that a coffee shop? Yeah,
0: yeah, Buzzmill. Yeah.
1: Uh anyway, just like every place has its own vibe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and then you know and then and If you try and do comedy in those different environments then you'll find that you get received differently because the vibe as you call it is also uh, connected to what sort of people are there and how does this collection of people think as opposed to this one and who what are they going to feel about what i say here as opposed to here yeah so you have these groups that have their own vibes yeah and you have to and something that i started learning like about seven eight months in or so is like oh these places they feel so different to stand in front of these people i have to somehow learn and my chosen method was just by repeating the experience of being in front of those different groups of people i somehow need to learn how to connect with this group of people how do i connect with this group of people yeah um and and it's all different and unique
1: and in like a positive way you know not like no negativity like you oh, know, yeah. there's something good that they have that you can offer or whatever
0: yeah but it, yeah but the yeah the experience well it, it was more just a statement of fact is like oh well these people These people are different from these people are different from these ones and so then how do I be in front of all of them uh, whether it's whether it's changing the way that I'm in front of each one or just somehow learning to be a way where I'm acceptable in front of all these groups of people so that they trust me to say things and entertain them and try and get them to laugh and have a good time and loosen up
1: yeah totally uh, it's hard to get loose when you just smoked a bunch of weed. <laughs> oh, are you twisted. feeling a little I'm anxious? I'm feeling the paranoia a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: feeling extremely relaxed. Yeah, this has got my. I, just knowing that relaxes me. It, yeah, yeah. There we go. Don't right. don't worry about it. Yeah. I Yeah. But yeah. I I've, I get turned into a chatterbox when I get high though. So I'm just,
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. Yeah,
0: I could talk for hours.
1: But yeah, you got the uh, you got the vibe of each party, and
0: mm-hmm. um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We were talking about like the different vibes at different venues, and then uh, and and you and you had early asked like, what is the vibe of a comedy club? And yeah. like, I, I could maybe say, you know, I said like, I haven't been to enough because like I've been to the Creek in the Cave, and there isn't any other real comedy club in Austin except for Cap City, which just opened up like last weekend or something.
1: Vulcan's pretty legit. I mean, they do like. Yeah.
0: However. Yeah. Well, Vulcan is legit as being as being a magnetic spot
1: perform. And it is a hang. Yeah. It is a magnetic spot.
0: Yeah. People have a sort of sense of being a part of a scene there, you know, because Joe Rogan shows up on a regular basis. Tony Hinchcliffe, Joe Rogan's protege has his, you know, has his live show there. Is he the protege? Yeah, well, like he's he's sort of like, uh, I guess, one of the comedy people that Joe took under his wing. Oh, right. You yeah. know? Uh, yeah. So, and, and, but then also, like, uh, Kill Tony is on the Death Squad network, which is the network which is under the umbrella of the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah oh wait can you repeat that yeah yeah okay so so the joe rogan experience being the massive early success in podcasting that it was uh, media conglomerate in the future I yeah mean. yeah exactly yeah. it's it's like the new you know it's 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 a sort of new movie studio or new kind of disney plus or whatever uh but you know prior to disney plus of course um anyways are you talking about uh that the
1: podcast his podcast becoming a streaming service or yeah
0: or when I'm, I'm talking about how his podcast then uh then kind of he and his friends <coughs> who also wanted to do bo- podcasts podcast yeah. then formed a network yes that the is podcast the podcast cool network yes. yeah which is the death squad network you know yeah. you have your death squad secret show and then and, you know and just thinking about Big boy studios right in uh, in, in the joe a, rogan experience is of sort of like the massive shoulders that's carrying all of it you know (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah no i mean he really did popularize all of that stuff and uh i think that's a really good idea to have these networks of social commentators Mm -hmm. so like that's what i really think a lot about podcasting and you know there's all sorts of forms people like tell stories and just report the news or whatever like there's all sorts of forms but the comedians i feel like they're just it's a different way of doing social commentary because don't you think that's like a lot of what comedy is is like here's the world oh yeah through my eyes yeah i was listening
0: to a sebastian maniscalco special the other night which is 116 minutes of him going i just don't like the way people act these days you know (laughs) yeah i was at the grocery store you know he starts complaining about people in the line of the grocery store you know yeah he, he was like, You know, if you're gonna invite a guy over to your apartment, be ready for the come over. When I invite a girl over, I'm like, Hey, what do you want? Diet Coke? Yeah, what? Well, Diet got- Coke, sparkling water, mean? milk? I got it. Yeah. Beer? said, <laughs> I have Orangina. Who is that? That's Sebastian Maniscalco. Sebastian. He's like a oh, Chicago okay. guy who just yeah. He talks like this. But that 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 was in re- reply to what you said about how like you feel like comedy is uh, like social commentary. Feel are you feeling anxious still? Or are you kind of
1: like settling in? I have a baseline anxiety that's at, always at forty percent. So but yeah, no, I, I'm not I sort far of feel, about baseline.
0: I sort of feel that a bit myself. Like for instance. If I really kind of quiet down my mind and my body, I'll often feel a kind of like tension or kind of like yeah. a just chronic little pain. Do you right do any here. like breathing or meditation?
1: I haven't for a long time. Can we do some breathing? Sure. Oh, let's do some uh, Wim Hof breathing and see how it yeah. affects us. 11 down, minutes.
0: Down, oh my whatever. God. Round number one. Breathe in. Breathe out. Go. And all the way in, all the way out. like what the fuck
1: are you guys that. doing just keep on going no pause between inhalation and exhalation this is some crazy shit okay there's a lot yeah aren't you feeling different at all i'm hyperventilated for sure
0: okay i mean but like yeah i have like the colors in my eyes are a little bit different i could hold my breath for a long time right now
1: (sighs) the colors in our eyes might be about Mm -hmm. to get very different
0: we we smoked uh uh, we smoked a pipe of weed and we took some shrooms which were penis envy mushrooms penis envy i did
1: uh we did derek and i did penis envies together it is yeah (laughs) 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 <laughs> ate them up i don't microdose often mm-hmm. i just happen to get my hands on some mm-hmm. and <laughs> that
0: was a lot to just happen to get your hands on yeah. no you have to tell the story now how did those come into your hands oh
1: just through fortunate means do you want to protect the name well, of the innocent you know it's fine it's just whatever no, okay however, but to protect the innocent. Drugs, there's no there's no special thing other than that they're <laughs> <laughs> penis envy yeah, I didn't have to like go battle a gladiator to to get get him
0: I didn't think that that happened at all. that's not at okay. all what what I imagined yeah.
1: <laughs> the deep doses are pretty scary
0: by deep doses are you talking about the sort of like four or five gram heroic dose like they yeah, say yeah, I don't yeah. think
1: I've ever had that level without mm-hmm. like a severe encounter with some real shit okay Uh, gotcha but also like amazing and good
0: things you know oh oh but you sort of felt like parts of the trip for you were very dark and scary is that what you were saying yeah have you had that experience well i have had five grams once before and none of the parts of the experience were really dark and scary i would say
1: did you have any like lingering effects for like some weeks after
0: oh like where you maybe would see like more colors when you close your eyes or something Yeah. I mean, that's pretty common. Like, you know, and, and, you know, weed gives me that stuff too. So yeah, just like little residuals in the brain. You've heard of that before. Yeah. And then, well, and then there's uh, and then there's that condition which is uh, like persistent, like hallucinogenic disorder or something basically the thing is sometimes when people trip they just don't stop tripping forever
1: (laughs) that's really scary
0: yeah but and, and it's not quite as like um it's not quite what i was characterizing it as but they're just kind of like like more intense ghosts ghosts of it like someone was like for instance the that Asian artist guy who lives in LA and is very famous and was and did show, t- shows on, on Vice TV. Uh, yeah, he, he had that experience with ayahuasca where like he was on the, the JRE and he was saying it's like yeah like I see I see, do, I see snakes swimming guy? across my vision right now. No, not the Facebook guy. It's uh, it's this artist guy. He he worked on Vice. I forgot his I forgot mm. his name. But if you Google that stuff, you'd be able to find it.
1: Yeah. So those doses can have an intense side, but the microdose is, I think, just a more chill vibe.
0: Like the levels of tripping for mushrooms, as far as I understand it, is like between half a gram and one and a half grams or so. That's where that's where you don't really have a lot of psychedelic effects, but your vision will become sharper. Uh, you'll yep. sort of yeah have uh, you have kind of a little bit enhanced vision. Um uh, and you don't really feel any different after that, like two to four uh, two to three and a half or so is uh like everyone becomes kind of sexually aroused, yeah and then yeah, and the you know and and the people just kind of be like, "Ah, it' was kind of horny uh but but then also you'll have some some visuals to it, but then the th- four to five and above that is supposed to be the one which like really i don't know why end. they
1: call that, that you want to know why you have to have like a heroic yeah. effort just to get through it
0: yeah honestly yeah, yeah. I, I yeah I, i'm i i could believe that like i've i've never had like an intensely an intensely dark psychedelic trip but i what's the most you've taken um oh five five grams that you've one had time. five grams yeah and it yeah. was all pleasant the whole time yeah, it was basically not, I mean, like, when, when I went to the grocery store, like I was telling you before before we went on air, uh, when I went to the grocery store, like, it felt kind of like it, it, like, I looked at the fish counter, and the fish counter looked like a nightmare because it's like, oh, all these dead fish are looking at me. Uh, but, but it wasn't this kind of like, oh, my God. It was more this sort of like, ah, well, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what that is, like, a bunch of dead fish looking at you. Yeah. yeah but but the also yeah then <laughs> it's because they
1: still have eyes that's so crazy
0: yeah right and their their heads are just poking yeah. out of the ice what and if, then there what was what this chickens octopus were sold that with was eyes still yeah. like anything uh-huh. you know chickens. like what if you
1: every time you bought a steak you had to have their eyes right. <laughs> like, ah, or, or yeah like
0: you just you just saw it looking back at you <laughs> yeah like yeah a lot of people would become vegan quickly probably or people would start hunting for their own food to you know
1: so i saw on your linkedin that you're a man of science and mathematics
0: oh yeah yeah so yeah like what what i studied in college uh-huh mm-hmm
1: yeah mm-hmm. i did a little research mm-hmm. on derek temple cool thank you thank you um, f- <laughs> and so what was your interest in comedy like how did you transition from like the stem world into mm-hmm. the mm. uh, entertainment world gotcha. how did those types of thinking mix for you
0: yeah for sure um well i never really got employed in the stem world i made attempts to get employed at different tech offices like impact they do uh they do like web data mining let's go back to what the vibe of a comedy club is you know and and while i gave the disclaimers about not really being able to say for sure but i would say like the the idea that i i like is one where people who want to talk in a way to get people having a good time and laughing and enjoying themselves and just kind of get people worked up into a state where they can go and hang out and uh, and communicate to an audience who wants to feel and get into that state. And so you sort of have the masters of spinning people up, all hanging out in the back, just you know doing what they do or you know um and then the and then the people who come to see him just kind of getting <laughs> getting their bells rung.
1: It's a very specific vibe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It is. It's actually a very that's. Now that I articulate it that way, that's yeah. a really weird kind of picture in my mind. Yeah. It's like, but that's sort of like the abstract representation of what comedians do. It's like just get in front of people and then get them all excited about something. But the la- but with laughter specifically. But there's so many ways you can do it. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of people that just like go up there and they rant, or there's some screamers. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're quite as fun or funny but um there's definitely a vibe especially when you have a bunch of comedians going up in one night mm-hmm. and like somebody can come up and like torch the room
0: yeah right you know but by torch it you mean just like, like
1: bring <laughs> the energy to zero
0: oh like, oh there are those well sure. like yeah. torch
1: the room in a good way yeah light it up but then, uh, yeah
0: but then there are, yeah there are some people who just like you know who drop a bomb on everything yeah, in, yeah. A, in, in a you know in an energetic way just like everyone's just oh, I mean my people God. say
1: some crazy shit,
0: especially yeah. at open mics oh yeah a that lot was... of it airing of
1: grievances <laughs> i feel <laughs> I <think.
0: laughs> it was yeah last night what did i what did i hear anyway i was trying yeah like i'll try and remember there were some crazy things said i need a, like a metaphor
1: for like i don't know it's almost like porn or something mm-hmm. where like your mind wasn't built to hear all these crazy fucking stories <laughs> Where oh, like what it yeah. does to you to hear all those different people like say like their trauma and their whatever, yeah. you know, like, and like their, uh, their jokes or, 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 whatever, but yeah, there's some I dark mean, it's, it's a lot
0: of it. Yeah. It is a lot of personalities to be confronted Boom. with in an evening. Like yeah. if you're going to an open mic and there are 15 of these people in an hour giving you a flavor of them. is like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of thoughts and yeah. feelings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then at the but end at of the, the night, at the same time, it's like, you're supposed to go up and do your three minutes and have like as much energy, but
0: you know, yeah. It's a tall order. Yeah. Or it's, um, yeah. I sometimes try and like, uh, save my energy by spending some time on my own, you know, or trying to arrange things so that like, when i sign up like i know when to sign up and when to be back at those places in order to do my time and so on a busy night doing mics or something uh, on a busy night doing mics my principal time will be time in the car traveling from place to place but then you know but then i go here i go here I go here, I go, here I go here and so that way so that way i can get to a place before i'm before i'm supposed to be up hopefully and then, you know, and I kind of get in the vibe and, and under like and sort of feel what people are feeling and then I can go do my performance And I can go now. What do you think about YouTube? What do I think about YouTube like in, as a
1: as a platform for expressing your comedy? Or just mm, ideas generally
0: the way I currently use YouTube is that every time I uh, do comedy I record myself and then the next day I upload all of those, uh, however many there were, onto YouTube. But I keep them private because the thing is, like... just head of public. Well, I mean, but, well...
1: i mean it's Why? probably a, yeah right it's like a lot of yeah
0: but but then all but then i will look at them and like and if i look at the video you,
1: you would have to like go through everything and try to figure out what you said and be like oh is it okay or whatever no i you I, know. I think that these You'd videos it, I, guess. I
0: think that these videos are more for me than they are for anyone else because partly because the the production level on them is so low that like, why would people choose to watch that when there are so many better produced things out there to watch?
1: There's such so many people out there. There's yeah. so many. The audience is always growing. All yeah. the content created in the last.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, but you, you were saying it's like, what do you think about YouTube? It's like, well, the way that I use YouTube right now is to is uh you know is, uh, upload all those videos, um uh, but I but I also don't imagine that those. Would, I don't think that those would have a lot of views anyways, and it doesn't matter to me if they do. And part of the thing is like, well, why would I make it public? Because then that's material that I can perform to people. And so the reason for me to have those videos is for me to watch what happened, so that I can say, well, I this is what I need to pr- improve. This is something that I've thought of that I can do differently. Uh, this That was bad. That was good. Um, but then also if I have an especially good set, then I can share the link with the booker and I could say, okay, uh, here's an example of my work. Can I get on your show?
1: That's like a lot of what comedy is, is feedback. You're getting feedback from the audience, other comedians and from your own work, if you're actually recording it and then Mm -hmm. playing that back. Yeah. Super helpful.
0: I think every comedian who's starting out and trying to grow should do that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a great practice, but. Yeah. You'd have to do a lot of editing to put that on YouTube. The, thing, the reason I brought mm-hmm. that up is because you, t- you were remarking on the time it took to travel between different places, mm-hmm. and one of the things I like about the idea of YouTube anyway is that you could just rant in front of the camera you know like the time to the oh, audience like is zero
0: can, yeah that that's right like you could literally set up the camera yes. talk about something yes upload it and you then can people get can get the walk.
1: idea out there right so where, where
0: you don't have to move your tukus from one place to another in a car as you can just do it at home in well, your room
1: especially like go through through how long does it really take to do three open mics
0: oh i mean that's usually uh at least three hours time expenditure right there right. yeah and the thing is yeah so so then if you have a thought which you feel comfortable communicating like to an empty room but like to a camera then, you know, it, that's that's different from it's stand-up so different, comedy though cuz you because, don't have the feedback. You know, and the thing is, yeah, so like if you wanted to do Bill Burr's podcast, like, you know, to to a camera, with basically like his ranting and stuff like that. That's what people say it is. Um, but if you and wanted
1: to practiced mind.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying. Yeah, so like if if you wanted to do if you wanted to do that concept, you could, but that's not stand-up comedy. Because stand-up comedy is that conversation between the audience and the comedian that you were talking about.
1: It's that feedback
0: mechanism. Yeah, absolutely. Shaping it's shaping like the live It's a game of ping pong with two parties, yeah. you know. One party is composed of a lot of people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um it's a total conversation and there's a lot of feedback in it. And that feedback is what creates a live performance. Because, uh, however, the audience is receiving your your material is going to be adjusting your tone and speed and whatever, maybe yeah. even like your subject,
0: right? And that aspect of it being a live performance is what makes it feel so special, because it's a really it's a real feeling of connection that you have with the people that you perform for because you all have just released so much energy and emotion Mm -hmm. in the same space together Mm -hmm. and yeah you've been impacting each other in how you feel uh, because when everybody's eyes are on you all of their like their internal states um, uh, start to mirror yours you know the mirror neurons are firing and when a whole group of people is paying attention to one person the spirit of that person, in a sense, gets into those people a little bit. That cathartic release.
1: Um, that's, is, that, is that the right word? Cathartic? Maybe not.
0: Well, well catharsis is a sort of like ejecting... Like ejecting emotions in um, order to, in order to get over some kind of thing that happened, which is a usually well, which is just upsetting.
1: like that shared emotion aspect. So is yeah, but what really, what I'm talking about? So where is catharsis is
0: supposed to be? Catharsis is supposed to be like pushing your emotions out, and then what I'm thinking is like, because the way the that picture gets painted in my head is like these. Is I've pushed my emotions out and now they're on other people but what I'm talking about is catharsis pushing your emotions out or is it like um, Like mm. how would you describe a
1: cathartic moment?
0: Okay, well, we'll, we'll just define we'll, it, yeah. yeah Yeah, we'll we'll just go- google the definition cuz I want to make sure that I'm define being- cathartic
1: Yeah, it's psychological relief uh, It's that shared experience of we're all shared. having the same vibe and mm. energy together in this moment
0: Yeah, so... so
1: That's so tangible. It's in the air. It's like a real connection. It's like a physical thing.
0: Yeah, right. Well, I was about to explain the physiological aspect of it as far as I understand it. Yeah, well, the definition I have here is the process of releasing and thereby providing relief from strong or repressed emotions. And so I wasn't... 'Cause there's a lot of repressed emotions that people have day to day, right? Well I guess yeah, all right. Well people
1: just even commuting to work. It's like fuck.
0: I guess I guess the comedy is catharsis under this definition. Because you're releasing and thereby providing relief from strong or repressed emotions. So like these strong emotions that we feel. Then somebody gets up there and, you know, and then talks about bananas. But we all know what he's talking about. And we fucking hate this before. thing about, you know, something about bananas. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's for sure true. Now, what I was trying to communicate earlier uh, when we were talking about, uh, you know, earlier when we were talking about, when I was talking about mirror neurons, is, um, uh, is the the fact that, like, when, when you're up there on stage and all these people are paying attention to you, um, when people, you know, when people pay attention to each other, they're, biological states start to synchronize there are mirror neurons that fire and you know and I wish I knew more about this to be more articulate about it but there are mirror neurons that fire and people become kind of into their into each other's alignment and so then I also m- made a kind of metaphorical statement which is to say the performer's spirit gets into everybody which is to say there's some there's some level of your physiological state which gets into other people when they're all paying attention to you. And that's why, and that's especially why I feel it's so important as a performer to go up on the stage with a positive feeling, with a feeling of joy and happiness that I want to share with people. Totally. You have to
1: actually feel the
0: emotion that you
1: want people to understand or to connect with
0: when you yeah when you are the performer and everybody's eyeballs on you you set the standard in the room you set the tone in the room you make the vibe in the room and when people in and if people you know you want that to be a good vibe and you can right and so whatever it is that you're bringing whatever it is that you're manifesting you're putting that out into other people and they're taking it into whatever extent you know, people can also say like, no, I'm not going to take this in. And that's when your audience is disconnected from you. But the more connected they are to you, the more they're taking in like, ah, drinking in who this person is.
1: And it's the same experiences, like it's the vibe of a comedy club or the vibe of a group of comedians or, you know, whatever you call them, a network, uh, one of those um, podcast networks. Um, each thing has its own vibe, but everything has a vibe. Probably every system
0: has a vibe. It's just like whatever it's, uh, right. well, whatever we eventually define vibe to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause it's one of those, it's one of those ghost words right now <laughs> where it's like, it's this sort of, it's a word, but it's a non-word because everyone knows what you're talking about, but nobody really knows in strict in a strict sense what it is.
1: Yeah, that's what's so cool about, um, I think one of the cool things about language is it's always evolving. So like the young kids always have some new thing they're saying that the old guys don't know why it's cool or whatever. And, um, there's just this or whatever, like there's just this constant evolution of language. And I think a lot of it is because we come up with words and articulations that we don't always understand what they mean. And we're trying to like figure it out or whatever. And, in that process we create entirely new words and entirely new and we deprecate old words right hmm so like I think they call that there's some kind of treadmill there's a word for that
0: oh like what what new things get incorporated in the system and what old things get shed away uh, yeah right um, and so that happens with words all
1: the time like uh, what's your opinion on retard
0: Oh, <laughs> is it jarring? Is that is jarring to the ears? Retard. Well, it, it has become a little bit jarring because because paying attention to the number of hours of stand up comedy that I have in the last in the last 16 months, I've begun to understand like how do people react to certain words like retard that you just said like mm-hmm. faggot is a mm-hmm. very rude one for a lot of people totally and then you know so so i so just while paying attention to audiences i realized like whoa that's like <laughs> yeah. no it makes people jump it does totally <laughs> yeah yeah but it's um yeah uh, what, what's my opinion on it um well i i really don't like censorship of free speech at all i, I like you know, I mm, let's see. How do I? Does it create I, an
1: emotional reaction within you?
0: Um, mm, yes, it does because I, you know, because I'm surprised when someone brings it out of the blue. Because I've been paying attention to audiences being surprised, and I think it's very important to understand the way people feel and think in like in the in the general context in order to be a performer. Because you need to know how people are going to react to things. So in in that sense it does, but it doesn't it doesn't bring me any kind of like anger or you know or, you know or unpleasantness or feeling like I need to defend somebody or feeling like I'm being put down in some way. Um, yeah, I, I understand it's yeah I understand a lot of people have a lot of bad feelings about it, but I don't have any of those. Um, but I am sometimes shocked when people use it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a yeah, little like dicey. use it without, I mean, being, I would be, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a curse word you would say for sure.
0: Well, yeah, it's, yeah, I guess it's becoming one of the nouveau curse words because like, you know, a- anything is fine to say, you know, like net na- net. Na- well, like it became like things sort of descended to a point where it's just fine to say motherfucker or whatever you want. Anytime. Cocksucker tits, you know, cunt, and, you know, but cunt has actually been what, one of the few ones the British kept it alive. They kept well, it going. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent credit to the British. Well, yeah, the 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 Commonwealth countries, uh, Britain, New Zealand, Australia, uh, South Africa, and uh, Canada, and others. We need curse words. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes. We do. I was just, I was just trying to. Uh, uh, I I don't. What what I was saying initially about the word cunt is that I think it's one of the words in American parlance which has been unacceptable. And so, excuse me for saying it, but, like, we're just talking frankly. So, uh, is one of the words which has been unacceptable through, yeah, throughout, like, it's all all the, I don't think it ever became acceptable. But what I was talking about was that, uh, like, at, after the year 2000, there was sort of like a, like an increasing looseness of language. People were like allowed to say whatever they want and things became more and more acceptable. But I don't think that that was ever one that was, uh, that became accepted as like, oh, you could just say that. But you're absolutely right about the British and the Australians and New Zealanders and South Africans. Uh, you know, using that word very loosely. He's like, oh, he's a sick cunt. He's, yeah. like, he's like, oh, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, they kept it alive. Yeah.
1: I used to have this uh, idea that like language was like magic, I guess, like a spell. Mm-hmm. And because it is crazy how you can say a word and it's like red ball, red ball in space, white mm-hmm. ball dripping with red or whatever, paint, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever it is. Uh, and
0: then it'll paint a picture in someone's mind it'll
1: paint a picture in someone's mind it's like Mm -hmm. telepathy totally Mm -hmm. communicating connecting electricity and billions of neurons and having a sometimes even emotional Um, oh yeah like language is a spell basically yeah 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 and in some degrees because you can really make people feel something by saying something, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I mean, that's obviously the whole point of comedy, mm-hmm. right? Or I don't know, probably a lot of live entertainment. Yeah, is to communicate emotion.
0: Yeah, the the words people use do have a kind of magic to them. Yeah, yeah.
1: And we label them as curse words. So do we have charms? Like, huh. what is a charming word? Yeah,
0: well, maybe the curse words are hexes in some way. So like, oh, you fucking faggot. Yeah, it's like and, a know, hex. Like
1: somehow it's a double edged uh, sword
0: but you know but then you have yeah but your word your if your words are more like charms they're like it's like oh you look so nice today it's so good to see you you know yeah or like uh you know or or different kinds of you know or different kinds of spells that people have like yas queen you do look very that's nice a today. spell that puts a feeling into people what
1: i was gonna say you do look very nice today
0: thank you very much caleb that's yep. very kind um yeah but we uh but it's like for instance we have like different kind of things that we chant like yas queen and uh and and you go girl and like oh or, or, or like let's go like yeah. that There are like certain things which people understand what those things mean
1: so a and, lot of what we've been talking about is this vibe mm-hmm. and what is that vibe like how do you define it
0: that's a really interesting... Yeah, you know, if, if we are to... Yeah, and, and I noticed how earlier you were sort of like drawing connections between all the different parts of the conversation, like kind of building a web between everything. Uh, yeah, if we would... It was, <laughs> vibe. Maybe we just need to talk about how everything is energy. <laughs> and and uh, matter and energy are the same thing. Time Equals and space. Squared. Yeah, well, yeah, It's it's really it's really fascinating the isn't it
1: so funny how that's like common knowledge now just that simple equation oh, and that yeah. is like the it took infinity effort <laughs> to create that knowledge or like and to now it's just so that. common
0: yeah yeah <laughs> everyone knows it and the, yeah that, that was the kind of thing that people used to taunt me with or like make fun of me like when i was a kid because i was so nerdy like <laughs> e equals mc squared <laughs> and like all right you dumb california wait really oh yeah Oh yeah, all the time. Was such a They're American.
1: mocking you for having knowledge.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's not cool to be smart in LA. They're so fucking stupid. So out what's there. cool to be dumb? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> and and I and I think part of it is because it doesn't necessarily take any kind of education to be a success in entertainment. So all these people who don't really have education but made success in entertainment had like that there's this kind of like culture of feeling. It's like well you don't need that and like i didn't need to be smart but look at me and 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 i think it's a i think it's a really dumb and fucked up attitude because just because you were a success without education doesn't mean there's nothing that it has to offer you and you're a fool and you know and 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 an ignorant fool at that if you really think that and there are many people in los angeles who, who do and who
1: think that an education has no value?
0: Yeah, or or like you know, or, or who think that, um, you know, yeah, or who 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 th- yeah, who just who just downplay. Well, so how
1: much of school do you think is socialization versus education? Just I this is I know we're getting deep in there, but uh, that's that's just a big one more. We can go one more thread. Like I'll, come on,
0: yeah, no, we uh, yeah, I, we're yeah, We've about got a other stack things. of like four. All we right. Can get right,
1: let's get twelve. We can get twelve going.
0: <laughs> you crazy bastard. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, fine. All right, education and socialization. So, the social aspect, I think, is probably. The most fundamental aspect of school because it is the fundam- most fundamental aspect of human beings. How are human beings together? Because human beings being together is the only purpose for human beings because we die on our own. If a baby is not touched by anybody, it dies, even if it's given all of the nutrients and, and everything that it needs. It's so funny.
1: We all have the same information.
0: We all have the same facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, well, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, go uh, for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but I'm, we all yeah. have the
1: same mm-hmm. information. We all have the same facts. Right, and it's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been something I've been thinking about recently. Mm-hmm. Is what, what
0: is the thing you've been thinking about recently? How everyone has the same
1: ideas. Does anyone have a new idea that's their own? Probably a lot of people do, but like a lot of. <clears> I think I have an have, idea that nobody people... has had
0: before. Do you want to hear right. this one? hundred percent. Okay. Is um, all right. So I was. Do I hit this first? Uh, sure. Why not? Help the idea come up. Um. Yeah. Right. I, I. I need to. Think about what kind of background I need to explain. I had a very religious background. Um, you know, so like the Bible was very important. I had some very bad experiences, which caused me to move further away from that area in order to, you know, in order to keep myself straight, in order to protect myself. Um, and, but I am also very interested in the Bible as a piece of history and something which has come out of our shared human history and i think i figured out <laughs> this is so that this is so stupid to say that about it but I, I think that the story of god in the bible is really the story of our collective experience as human beings and whatever in and, and, and god that word yahweh elohim can be interchanged with words like culture and society because what is because after after the beginning stories you know your adam and eve stories your flood which wipes people out stories um but you finally in yeah after your tower of babel stories when you have all these people who are so different trying to live together the story that uh, their their shared story is the story of society, is the story yeah. of culture, yeah. and then what does society and the culture? The ultimate begin
1: distillation to be? of society, culture, technology, and the future could be seen as God. I think is what I'm taking from that.
0: Um, well, the stories that the stories that bind us together are the.
1: Well, I thought you were saying like you had this idea of God. You were this is your what original idea. What I'm saying idea. Yeah,
0: what 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 I'm saying What? Yes, what I was saying is that God is interchangeable with society and culture. And what where I was going with this is that after human beings uh yeah, after we have these initial stories of, you know, of the be, of the beginning of a rise and a fall yeah, the fall with 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 the flood, uh, you know, having to. I've gotten a little bit flustered because I'm derailed here. Um, well, we're all but, one I was gram saying, of you know, mushrooms. A, after these, after these, after these initial stories, um, uh, that, then, we just hit an hour. It's okay. Then okay. yeah, good. Then then what does the then what does the story become? The story becomes one of laws and rules. And what are the things that keep. <clears throat> keep human beings together in a society as laws and rules. What do you have? Yeah, the Ten Commandments. Totally. You know, you you have the the Ten Commandments, and that's given at a time. Well, you can have
1: a game if you don't have rules. That's like true. you don't have that's rewards. That's given at a time. Have, I, yeah,
0: but I, I you yeah, but you, you like that's what society wants yeah. to do. We
1: want to have a fun game, right? Yeah. A game we play together.
0: Yeah. You, well, you, you you said you wanted to know this th- this idea, which I which which. This idea which I think is is more or less original. I've never heard anyone say this before and so i'm sharing it with you yeah, yeah.
1: um is that the uh Distillation of culture and society, society Well, how would you put it? Okay. I'm just trying to repeat it back to
0: understand. it. Yeah, what what the bible is is really is really a story about is really a story about humanity but humanity's experiences living together not some ghost old man who lives in space and has a house in a place called heaven you know that's not what i'm talking well 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 first off my uh my firm belief is that Heaven and hell are much more experiences that we give to ourselves here and now, rather than places that we go when we die. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that idea. He- heaven and hell is of your own making yeah. to a certain extent. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: People live in their own like custom and I think, environments. Yeah. I mean, even a car. And just I think the, conditioning the degree the air to which,
0: you. yeah, I think the degree to which you live in alignment with and accordance with reality is this is the degree to which you're in heaven right now and the degree to which you're in conflict with reality and therefore bashing your head against a wall uh is is a degree Kicking to which, the pricks is well the yeah you're trying you're pushing against an immovable rock and in doing so you're making hell for yourself because you're struggling needlessly
1: i think people do do it knowingly you know like, cause this is an idea of have bit exploring, like everyone mm-hmm. knows the right thing to do all the
0: time. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows. Well, not everyone knows. No, not everyone knows all the rules. Sometimes so? people miss out on learning rules. Well, yeah, you know? I guess like if you're young like,
1: and maybe you're a guy, like, it took me 25 years, Yeah. So, years to so learn the rules.
0: Well, i well, I'll t- tell you, like just, just the other day, I had this idea in my head where like I was yeah. gonna go to a pool party and one of the things one of my favorite things to do in the pool, every day I go swimming in a pool for thirty minutes, but like most of it is underwater i I love to swim underwater and just kind of like swim around and cruise around uh, underwater in a like a weightless environment. And then I realize like, oh, that's not an acceptable thing to do at a pool party. Because people are generally at a pool party to like stand around in a pool, and if you're cruising around underwater, people are gonna think you're just checking people why not out. just
1: enjoy your cruise? Wait, why
0: checking them out? Because if you're like if you're like s- swimming around underwater, people are get, like especially if there are a lot of people in the pool, they're gonna think like, oh, what's he looking at, which is underwater. Oh, I didn't catch that you had visors on no 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 i'm not saying on. no 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 I'm, I'm not saying i i'm putting goggles on in that you, context you
1: think people would say like oh what's he looking at down there underwater
0: <laughs> yeah no do, don't you think that people would think it would be a, I, not, a, you know, a social faux
1: pas to... it would definitely be a social faux pas i don't think that's necessarily why i, I think they'd just be like what is this weirdo swimming for like you know <laughs>
0: Well I mean why not? Like it feels so good. Maybe that'll be what they do. But that's my personal Yeah, but 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 it's not like but but you don't think that people would be thinking that like someone is checking them out underwater with if he's if he's the only only one swimming
1: in the pool. But you can't
0: see anything underwater.
1: (laughs) What? You can't see anything underwater. Yeah, no. Unless I mean, you, have no, goggles, you can see. But even then, you can see yeah, like people. but a couple, it's it's blurry. Uh, but you can TV, TV. see
0: underwater. Like you can uh, sort of yeah, see. Yeah, you can see
1: pretty far actually with goggles
0: on. yeah well yeah. like okay. So with goggles for sure. But even if you're without goggles, like you can still see. You can still see stuff underwater. It's blurry, but you can still see. I don't know. Like, how do you find a penny underwater? Oh, You've Gotta be pretty close to that penny. Gotta put goggles on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe. I don't think about.
1: <laughs> and also, what is the angle? Like, you're
0: checking them out from above? <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah. well, like, no, if, if you're underwater, usually people's butts are underwater. <laughs> 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 All right, oh, well... God. Well, you know, maybe I sort of overreacted <laughs> in that moment because I started laughing like a maniac when I was just like getting out of the pool, and I was just thinking about that. No, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm 29, and I didn't, and I didn't <laughs> think that that. No, but it was, it was not like at a pool party. I was just getting out of the pool as I do every day, I like to go swimming. I say enjoy your cruise. Uh, well, I mean, not at a pool party. Like, you're not gonna just you know and unless it's unless it's one where like people are no or like it's just everyone's making themselves happy doing whatever
1: but there is just like a social weirdness when somebody breaks conformity
0: yeah so
1: did you say you've spent time in asia Mm-mm. Oh, okay
0: europe europe <sighs> how about you been to asia did you say i've never been to
1: europe mm. um i have been to asia and did you say it was like thailand or vietnam
0: uh, for a couple months or something uh japan for a couple of weeks japan okay cool and
1: uh it's a very conformist society yeah Yeah. but they have a lot of order and you know it's a Mm trade-off so
0: yeah, I think there's some really fabulous things. That, yeah, right, but you're saying there's there's a give and there's a take. And you have certain benefits from people being on the same page. Uh, however, there are certain, uh, le- like, right. you feel less free. Trade-offs. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, if everyone has to be the same.
1: What, and if everyone has to be the same, yeah. Yeah. Because there's, like, a common denominator.
0: Yeah, that's always... Like a baseline. You know, that that was that's another thing. So we we're t- so we were talking earlier about what I feel like is a kind of hypocritical. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the something I don't like about Los Angeles, which is this attitude that, you know, that to be smart is uncool because you don't need that to be a success in entertainment will suck my dick, all of you people um, who think that way. Uh, I can't
1: believe people would really think that. No, it's they, such a shallow they, idea.
0: They really do, and it's gross. Wow. Um, but but I but I was also shocked when I lived in Los Angeles, right? And so like I lived in a very wealthy uh, part of Los Angeles, which I think means that I was surrounded by for Los Angeles being such uh, like you know an entertainment capital, being a place which is supposed to invite so much creativity the degree to which they felt it was important to conform but not conform to you know but not conform to each other but conform to this mutual idea of what they thought of as cool and that you know and that you had to not only conform to but strive for what that might be um you know that you you know yeah like and if you didn't do that you're like why are why are you even here, like what are you yeah. even doing here, and it's and that such an
1: in group and out group yeah, idea,
0: and that was and and, and and I didn't care about cool at all. Now like and, and it's
1: their definition of cool, like what is it, you know?
0: Well, and it's what well, it's 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 somewhat arbitrary, but it's kind of like you know the newest thing that you'd see in culture. It's like you want. Yeah, it's just it's all it's all shallow. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But if you didn't conform to that, you know, you 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 were hated. And that's you know, and and so so there's this hypocrisy, this this genuine hypocrisy that exists in a city that's all about entertainment. A city that gets all its money from entertainment should be a city that invites creativity, but the, but the kids in that city that I grew up with were some of the least creatively inviting people. Were so they that were were some of the most conformist people, and just 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 the worst in how they were like constantly telling me oh well, you know if you wore if you wore contact lenses, you'd be cooler. Like if you, you know, if you didn't wear glasses like that, you know, we would like you better. If you didn't think that way, you'd be cooler. If (laughs) if you're, you know, if your shorts came below your knees, you know, like instead of having your shorts up here, if they came below your knees, it would be cool. Like, but, but, but you're just, you you know, you you look dorky. Like, why are you wearing crew socks? It's like, so my mom fucking bought for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a phase. People were wearing those, uh, high knee socks.
0: No, I, mean, I was not wearing socks up to my knees. That's crazy. I was wearing sort of like mid-calf socks. Like just, you, you know what a crew sock is, right? Yeah. Well, Yeah. No. I mean, like it goes, it goes a little bit higher than this, but they're generally white. You know? Yeah, that's the new trend. No. No, it's just crew socks. They've well, existed forever. The point you were forever. making that was so interesting is uh-huh.
1: that uh, there's this hypocrisy in the yeah. entertainment industry. Uh-huh. Which is totally interesting
0: well, there, there's hypocrisy or, I mean, totally there's a hypocrisy in the culture of Los Angeles I'll say that well and that not yeah, that which I know. is that I don't know yeah but. is that it should be inviting of people who are creative, but it's extremely conformist and these conformist people are trying to conform to this idea of being cool, whatever that is.
1: yeah, so that was my problem with it is like okay, so first of all, it's like whatever their definition of cool is yeah. But they do have uh, a pulse on the culture, or the culture has a pulse on them. Like anyway, like, they're yeah. Tied but
0: up. you, well, this, this is actually a little the concerning culture. to me. You do know what crew socks are, right? Uh, now <laughs> I do. After you explained <laughs> right, it to me. All right, we gotta Google this. It's like an, an expression. So, like, what do you like think of that uh, pop culture? Like, what? We're... I don't care about pop culture one okay. bit. I don't care about what's popular what's new what like is you know i I'll, I'll watch it and actually some parts of it will be interesting it's like oh that's really that's really interesting visual style or something that's a really cool combination of these elements of culture which haven't been brought together before but i don't care Uh ah, who cares about who cares about today's news yeah like uh Somebody said. <laughs> I said that with so much contempt. So, I kind of agree
1: that like the news is like kind of so dumb to pay attention to because it doesn't really contain that much of the truth. Mm-hmm. Like so much of our understanding is built over time. If you're gonna take the, in the news, it should be as a distillation yeah. over the course of like three months. You know, like yeah. here's what it was we figured out of, over three months.
0: Oh yeah, in the sort of sense that like you know history can't be written right after it. Yeah, because said, in order to understand it you have to understand some of the deeper things about the context of those events in, in order to try and put them in their proper perspective and researching the context of events is something which takes time yeah it's like a sort of investigative kind of detective work but then by the time you put those things together then you're ready to say something about it
1: yeah it helps at, to be informed it's
0: history at that point yeah
1: what do you mean is history?
0: Oh, like it's that those events are history at that point. Right. Because you've They're taken just... enough time to understand what the whole picture was. And then you can put that out there as a story, which is history. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool how like how, how history is a, a sort of self-defining field of human inquiry because people are so interested in the things that happen because things happening are what Gives us emotional stimulus. So whether it's uh, whether it's when someone smiled at you the other day, or when the Capitol riots happened, like these are all moments in history which we've been impacted by.
1: And that's what's yeah. so cool about stand-up is you have that emotional stimulus yeah. live but from that, other people. Even if it's just yeah. like four other guys in the room, that's yeah. live feedback.
0: Yeah, that's live I feedback. thought it was so funny a moment ago when you were saying. And like uh yeah like who cares about today's news but then i was also thinking about like somebody watches two guys talk shit you know in front of a tv it's like it's like ah we're talking shit about the news but here we are well like, that was a bit i wanted to make was like
1: somebody said that news is the first draft of history and i was like who reads the first draft of anything uh, yeah yeah oh. hell yeah like, why? i like
0: that thought yeah. that's funny that's funny yeah. <laughs> that was the most awkward high five yeah. ever fuck yeah. yeah we're having a blast
1: that's uh yeah. too intoxicated These mushrooms are good too. to yeah. have a high
0: five talking about history and like what it and and the way it defines itself by the process of making it because like people are interested in the things that happen and but then they codify that interest into text you know then you write it down and then you communicate with words what happened. But now we have, you know, also television. Like you can record images and then, you know, so it's not all just with the ears and with the abstract parts of the brain. Now it's engaging your senses with the eyes. So there's all you know, all kinds of footage and like you know, shit that you see. Like I have this, like it's it's a re- like a recording of an animal that like just made you giggle. It's like this this cat behaving. It's like well, that's yeah. also cat behavior. Yeah. Like what what the heck else does that mean? Why yeah. does it make me laugh? This thing that happens. So what's your definition for vibe? What is vibe? Uh vibe? The vibe is what we're all feeling. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Right. In in any given context, like what is the parts of us which are in you know which are yeah which are synchronized and then uh you know and and that depends on the number of people the situation you know and then but then sometimes you get like a whole bunch of people in one area all feeling the same thing like if someone gives a speech and then, you know, whether it's an inspiring speech and everyone, ah, or if it's, uh, you know, or if it's a speech to incite anger and then it could turn into a riot, it's like, but just people together. It's energy though. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Damn.
1: Yeah. It's crazy how much energy can be expressed in words and you can just like yeah. boost up a crowd, you know?
0: Right. Like Sam Kennison, probably like the craziest Recorded performance I've ever seen. I didn't even like it that much. I haven't seen enough. Like I, yeah, I need to see see more of him. I, I heard him it? on the radio sometimes? He made me
1: laugh. What don't you think that when you watch other comedians, they kind of get in your head a little bit?
0: Well, that was the whole point of what I was saying earlier. Is like that that the uh, you know that the performer in the room or the host of the yeah, room boom. sets sets totally. the tone, and uh, yeah, and then people's and people, uh, yeah, and, and people start to mirror yes. what's going on inside of you. While or the you're doing- first
1: person to order a drink in a restaurant, for example. Oh, it's- you know, like if you say, "I'm gonna have water," everyone's like, oh, "I'll also have water."
0: Oh right! In a group, They're like, like a, a at Coke. a table, everyone's like, oh, "I'll get a drink." So oh yeah, right. <laughs> well, usually the the waiter prompts you. It's was like, "Would you like something to drink?" Yeah, you but know. whatever
1: the first person chooses, like whatever category, general people like if it's alcohol, people you know yeah. tend to follow along. And
0: we all t- take turns in in saying what it is and that we want. And it goes back want. to
1: keeping up with the vibe or whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, just what whatever people are doing together is. Um, yeah, that's such a that's such a broad term to try and define, though. Oh my God! Yeah, how could you even put it into words? The vibe, or like, or like what? <laughs> that was so funny for someone to to look at me so seriously and ask like what, like the vibe. The vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but like what what people are doing together, what people are feeling together, it's like so that's such a huge because that's like the. So you're you're asking them to find the whole human experience like yeah, people, yeah, people let's, together.
1: What are all the ideas? I don't know.
0: Is it too crazy? <laughs> to, to I think, think I heard you said I feel like I feel like I'm being like held up against the wall like tell us tell No, us. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no. If you have if you no, have no I, I was just it. I was just saying about the impossibility of the task of defining this and then you're saying like, yeah, what are all the ideas? And I'm like I don't know if you can put that into words. I think that might be bigger than words people's experiences together that's so huge.
1: There is like this shared experience there is this like shared vibe. And what I'm curious about one of the things is like what is the vibe of Austin? What is the vibe of austin oh, comedy what that's is a, the that's uh, a cool versus la comedy versus new york comedy yeah versus anywhere else in the world comedy
0: yeah how could we right well how okay well how could we define that but all right well let's just take the first of those questions that caught my attention as like as a fun subject for conversation what is the vibe of austin that's a very interesting question i don't think I. Oh man, I don't know if I'm qualified to say, but I really well, it just puts your opinion? I, I think I think like allowing people to do as they wish to and express themselves the way they want to within the boundaries of what's acceptable by society, but all of the other fake rules that don't exist, uh, or that yeah, all the other fake rules that people make for themselves and their little clubs and groups and things, like well, we don't really adhere to those. And I think that that is a big part of the idea of what the city of Austin has agreed to do together. And that idea of keeping Austin weird, it's like, well, you just do however you want to be. And but it's
1: also about growth. Like Austin has been growing. Oh, sure. A growing community forever.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you have a lot of, uh, yeah, and you have like a lot of people in the tech space moving over here from all kinds of different places, but especially California.
1: Yeah yeah I think people come here wanting yeah. to grow whatever
0: and yeah that that kind of population though like the people the people moving here from say California with uh ta are, are the population that I really don't like that much because they're'cause they're sort of like the the corporate norm core who then uh there's that side of it for sure yeah, and it's like in like so you had asked me about my background earlier um that right yeah about about my Did background popping that door open just to oh sure that's fine yeah.
1: yeah let in some warm air and yeah, you can let you let, let, let that hand? yeah let's let him there in you, go. There you can you go be a part be. of the part of the fam Nico, yeah
0: over here yeah, man. um you'd ask me about my History or earlier and it said like well I kind of had a hard time getting a job and you know and I, so I sort of feel like like those kinds of companies I don't really have a good feeling about because like if they weren't willing to hire someone who was obviously very intelligent and capable but just didn't understand how to fit in with your dumb bullshit <laughs> it's like well, yeah, yeah. those connection errors it can be hard yeah but I, I think the important you know yeah i think that the, the thing i really love about austin is that people let each other act and feel and express uh express themselves the way they want to so long as it's acceptable by society you're allowed to be you and that's great but I, yeah, yeah it seems
1: very dog friendly outdoorsy good mm-hmm. time vibes yeah that's what i got for austin
0: yeah but i uh but i think that the, like the the sort of like the newer the newer wave of like tech people from you know from California moving in are are kind of squashing that a little bit because so much of that culture, which I was explaining like coming from Los Angeles, cause I, I feel like a lot of that same culture exists in, in the corporate in the corporate space is like that one of conformity and like yeah, you have to be doing what whatever's cool. Like for instance, I went to uh, I went to an apartment building on Rainy Street. Or I, uh, like, went to a, a pool party that someone had invited me to. But I just knew this, this one person who lived in the building. When, and, and, then it, and then all of these hot young people just all over the place. But it was obviously, like, a kind of scene. Like, a place to be seen more so than a place to, you know, do what you like. And so, like, we were at this pool party. It was just, like, all these people just fucking trying to look good and talk to each other and like all all the ladies have their (laughs) outfits and like every now and again you see a girl with a hat but if she had a hat had to be a baseball cap and it had to be a cute color that that matched with her top and if she and if she puts it on her head she puts her ponytail through the back you know it's like it's like the the levels of the sophisticated levels of conformity were unbelievable and I and I hated it. I hated well, it. Yeah, what? And, and, yeah. And, and and I hated it because these people wouldn't connect, wouldn't want it, like wouldn't connect with me. And I just wanted to go enjoy some of the sun and go for a swim, you know. And like, but you know, and there were, but there there were some people. There was a cool guy. Uh, that 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 I met because he, he he struck up a conversation probably initially like out of discomfort it was like why is this guy even around because like I wasn't trying to conform to to coolness or anything, but you know but then we got to a conversation we were just chatting and hanging out and he was like oh fucking awesome you do comedy and like and I was just cracking him up we were having a good time. Why do people feel the need to conform? There's a lot of safety. Well, I think in that it. there's yeah that there's a certain importance to conformity. He's gonna get your water bottle. Oh,
1: that's fine.
0: Yeah, there's a certain importance to keeping people together and like like, there's some rules which are really important. So we're gonna go back to, we're gonna go back to what I thought was an original thought about the Bible. Um, like the importance of people following the rules is, is really clear and uh so what i was trying to communicate earlier is what i think is an original thought because you asked is there yeah. thought and i was like i'm gonna tell you and like if you you tell me if your mind is blown but uh when the bible became all about rules is when people started living together and dependent on each other and you had and it was a situation where you had one guy named moses who was making all the decisions for this group of people he was the judge over this enormous group of people everyone would bring him him their problems for whatever reason they decided to do it that way but then he and, and so then he's been dealing with all these problems getting brought to him so he has all these experiences with people's conflicts and trying to resolve them That he decides to make some rules and say that there's from somebody called god which is really culture and society because where do we get our rules from culture and society he says i'm calling like this guy called god told me these things on the mountain and they happen to be the things which cause the most trouble for a person who's trying to judge society like don't kill each other don't steal from each other because it invites reprisals. Don't covet your neighbor's wife because wanting somebody who's already in a committed relationship causes a lot of, you know, stir and shit that people don't need. Um, you know, and, and then, the, I, then I think the one that really gives it away is that one of his rules is don't bear false witness against your neighbor, which is like don't lie to, in, in, like to the law, about about what you're saying he's like it makes it really difficult for me to you know to judge what should be going on if you people are lying about each other to me so so i think i think what god is in the bible is really our experience, our, yeah, our collective experience together, culture and society. And if that's, if that's not an original thought, maybe someone's thought it before, but I have never heard anyone express that and I'm putting my foot on that one and I really like it too. Oh, I
1: like that idea too.
0: Yeah, because they're benevolent and negative aspects to whatever it is that binds all of us together. Um, but those I mean, are, it's
1: analogous to some Jordan Peterson. Um, is I kind of like,
0: my thinking on this has been influenced by Jordan Peterson for sure. Yeah, and um, yeah, I might be thinking along some similar lines as him.
1: So it's interesting how, like, it goes back to this idea of like an original idea even is that even possible or are we always just building on these ideas somebody has it oh what about this mm-hmm. what about this what about this and in yeah. that way we're I like really going into the unknown
0: i would say it's both and this is fun talking to you like you're a very abstract thinker like my my brain has been kind of kept in the the abstract space for for a lot of this which has been fun um, but also, my brain usually doesn't think abstractly about these topics that much. And so this has been a fun workout, like a little exercise. <laughs> um, well, but, I got uh, questions. Right. You were talking about original thinking and like, what is it? And you had suggested that maybe it's like people building ideas on each other. Maybe it's something totally new coming in. And I would say that there, there are definitely aspects... Of both of that, there's like some Dog people. Such a nuisance. <laughs> oh, whatever. There's a, he's he's a sweet boy. Wh- whatever people. I agree. Oh, I agree. Wait, I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to explain this thing. Get it out. Um, well, oh. we're talking about the mm-hmm.
1: uh, well. There's a lot, but mm-hmm. one is the vibe. Mm-hmm. Two is uh, God and culture are interchangeable right uh, actually we have like 10 open threads
0: okay i remember what it was is that there's um yeah there are aspects both of building on each other's ideas you might call yeah. that innovation yeah. like changing uh what's it taking what already exists and changing a little bit of it or say taking two things that exist already and kind of putting them together um yeah there, there are those kinds of thoughts which are yeah which are called like innovations which are really important some of them are, are really are really original and beautiful like i think that steve jobs was an extremely in uh was an extremely innovative thinker because uh not only did he want to use technology's power like to um yeah but not not only did he want to use technology's power to make people more effective in how they did their work and, and accomplished things that they wanted to. But he also made the technology communicate itself to people so much better by the way it's designed, the way that it, the way that it makes sense to the average user, the way that mm-hmm. it invites you to, you know, to explore it. Mm-hmm. It's the way he makes things look. Uh, so that I think that's a really important part. But then there's some things which are just totally original. Like um you you think about Gene Wilder, the guy who uh, the guy who played Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. you know, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory is just totally yeah, I mean well Johnny Depp is another really kind of like, you know, original wild card. Yeah, they're all characters. Yeah, but you know, Casey Rocket, you know, or Darling of the Austin comedy scene. Just yeah. people who yeah, just people Casey. who are so original and off the wall and just his crab different. walk i hope he does that forever or whatever oh yeah he'll he be doesn't. he'll be crab walking in heaven god bless yeah uh, yeah but um yeah those those kinds i think you know, those what he both, has is an
1: energy yeah. to, talking about vibe. uh yeah. he's a great example of somebody yeah. who comes with but, a certain energy and it's a really fun and mm-hmm. it's just a great energy it's a great vibe
0: yeah but those yeah th- those are yeah That's true. But those are both really, I think, important areas of of original thought is the innovation and the things which just come totally differently. Well, how much is the how much is it the performer and how much is it the performance? Well, I could say for myself, like in my experience, is that when you're learning how to be on stage, in a sense, partly what you're doing is you're building out a part of your personality that knows how to inhabit the public space where there are a lot of eyes on you. And so that's what you're learning how to do. Um, uh, And so then that part of your personality becomes a part of you that you inhabit while you're in that place. And it's connected to the rest of your personality, but it's not exactly what all of the rest of your personality is. And then, you know, and and then as that as that becomes more developed and sophisticated, this part of your personality, which you are birthing as a result of being in front of people and communicating yourselves to them, then hopefully like that will start connecting itself over to you. And it's not just this thing which is dangling or completely separated, but it's it's, a persona, you know, but hopefully something which also connects to your genuine personhood in a way that's very you know in a way that's meaningful
1: yeah yeah and you have like a work persona and that's oh, just such yeah. a great way to describe it yeah that's uh,
0: one of those things that I hate so much is like the work persona yeah Coffee uh, guy or whatever anyway is, like what's the what's it's the work one of the per- reasons why persona. I've left so many of the jobs that I've been at because there's just this like accepted duality in people it's just like well i'm just deciding to behave in this way because it's time to you know yeah b- follow all the rules for work i think it makes people it. feel
1: comfortable so we can all fit in and do the same thing you know like i really think that's like what a lot of okay, maybe that's is a, about okay then just,
0: you made it sound like a very positive thing though right well i there. agree that it's mm-hmm. annoying it's important for us to feel comfortable together right yeah and i think that is very important right because if someone's trying to be a little bit too different uh then that is something which like causes people to feel uncomfortable you know and so i think it's important to look after how people are feeling but then also if you feel a certain way you know try and yeah see what you can do with that (laughs) totally yeah, LA is not the place for it. Austin is the shit, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: that was another <laughs> thread we had of uh, Austin. So, do you think that yeah. uh, same hypocrisy exists in Austin? I kind of feel like it's like Hollywood 2.0. Sorry, well, Austin. I would say, Sorry.
0: having been in Austin. At least, like,
1: there's an underlying mm-hmm. thread of it. I'll throw yeah. that idea out there.
0: An underlining thread of what? Hollywood 2.0. Oh, like, like, I'm going to move here. The the way way that some people are choosing to approach it, maybe. But I don't think I've met a single person in this city who's like, I'm going to move here and I'm going to be the fucking shit, man. And if they were, I wouldn't want to be around them. Um, Well,
1: I guess it's not even cool to mock because it's mm -hmm. just like this. uh, It's part of what creates progression is people Um, being like, we're going to have this really growth mindset. And it comes with, like, you know, maybe some narcissistic people, but... You gotta... You gotta have, you know, well, both I'm, sides. I'm not sure if...
0: Well, I'm, I'm not sure if I totally know what you're talking about, or if I, uh, you know, or, or or if I feel that way. But, but we were talking about... <clears throat> we are talking about Austin, and you, see, you sort of felt as if it was some kind of, like, Hollywood 2.0, and I... I Ah. don't even know what Hollywood 1.0 means. What? But you said it. You yeah. said it. Well, <laughs> You're just throwing words together yeah. so irresponsibly, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's fine. You know, <laughs> we'll find the holes along the way. <laughs> I don't even know what Hollywood 1.0. What is? Well,
1: we were describing it. Hollywood 1.0. Well, first of all, you were saying there's a lot of conformity, uh-huh. and oh, then yeah. that creates a lot of inauthenticity oh, in the conformity. Okay. I uh, see what or, you're saying. Uh, it wasn't that. It was hypocrisy, mm-hmm. which I guess is uh, inauthentic as well.
0: Yeah, right. It's. Uh, yeah. But, when, well, yeah but although conformity isn't totally inauthentic because you're talking about the importance of doing, doing as each other does so that we all feel comfortable. That's real important. Well, but I
1: think you're, <laughs> you were saying that hypocrisy was more tied to like we want to have art and culture and all this great expression. But if you express yeah. yourself, then
0: but it's not yeah right that's discouraged But or really, whatever. you can only express yourself in the limited in bounds these ways of like or, what, yeah. yeah, right. And I'm like, well, eh. <laughs> yeah, you know, who cares? I mean, one way to think of it
1: is is that it's an elaborate system that proves some knowledge that you've spent time and I don't know, it's kind of like jargon. Like, Mm -hmm. what is the point of jargon? Well, a little bit to communicate that you understand how to communicate technically Mm -hmm. in that sphere, you know, like. Or even a local parlance, or like the mm-hmm. the the common language of yeah, uh, right. Austin comics, or whatever, or yeah, or right. New York or Every LA culture or has its own deviation yeah. on language.
0: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. What people are saying sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like that word, the vibe. <laughs> There's <laughs> like yeah. that 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 belongs to the a particular part of culture. Very big part of culture, which is kind of weird. Like where where exactly does it? F- where exactly does it have its fingers? it like this word, the vibe. Like, how many people has it touched? How many people didn't know who it says? And, like, if you were to try and map that on human beings, it's like, well, huh. Yeah. But, but that, that word belongs to a subculture too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just to tie off on, on the hypocrisy part, um, it is so funny how they're encouraging the wrong thing like what they ostensibly want is more art and culture and all these things but that is that comes from what's new and different and Mm -hmm. on the outside and fringe you know like that doesn't come from what's happened that's come from what's never been yeah and so to have real new culture you're creating something. I mean, a lot of Hollywood right. is derivative, honestly. Like, a lot of movies are just repeats of other movies or whatever. So
0: Right, and you're, yeah, you're being, but I think that you're making a really salient point about the hypocrisy is, you know, is that they're not willing to accept something that's more, like, on the fringe or, um, you know, but yeah. the fact is that, like, everyone who's a human being is deserving of some kind of understanding and compassion and respect no matter who they are yeah dude the vibe it's impossible to
1: capture but it's uh it's culture culture is god Mm -hmm. and culture is also a little bit dual and fake and um hypocritical yeah
0: hypocritical that's yeah and
1: that's fine because there's a lot you know, of beautiful whatever. things about
0: culture too though
1: you know? but what what is it going to be like everything perfectly right like mm-hmm. nothing is that way
0: yeah but i i feel like i've had a i've had a pretty massive struggle with uh you know with with broader culture and broader societies like you know haven't but i've i've also learned how to try and learn how to person be a person who's acceptable to others and some of the other people want to be around and you know, just yeah. God bless us all.
1: It's a struggle just to be a person.
0: Yeah, well, to be a person in society, because you have your id, you know, or like you have your all your impulses and desires and wishes, you know, getting crushed down by the super ego, which is all the shoulds and oughts and all the rest of it. I never and learned so that technical. Was that is that Freud's? Yeah, well, like this is way of separating them. Yeah, this is what, what, one of the psychological ways of understanding uh, who a person is. Like you know, you have all these impulses, and then all of the the rules crushing, uh, you know, crushing, and, and so you can just live in this narrow space, you know, or like you can, or you have all this pressure on both sides, and then out of that, the dance of being a person is born yeah
1: and it's actually the coolest part is when new stuff is created yeah from that
0: dance yeah you feel yeah you, you felt some some fun new creations from the dance of life lately uh yeah totally mm-hmm. I mean I try to
1: stay in that zone as much as I can
0: okay but well yeah to talk about some stuff that you that you see or in the, in like new and fresh and fun what's new and
1: fresh and fun uh, I mean for me personally mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm exploring uh, social media in a Mm -hmm. new way. That's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. It's just like any new uh, thing that you're trying to understand Mm -hmm. creates a lot of uh, new connections in your mind and a lot of parallel thinking. And so Mm -hmm. there is... Right, because like uh, I've been hearing a lot of people say recently that if you know the way in one... Thing, then you would know the oh, way yeah. everything. Yeah, if you know it in one. Chinese then wisdom, you know, I guess. yeah, bro- Asian broadly.
0: Wisdom. Yeah, it's a fun. Okay, yeah. Proverb or whatever. Right, and so so you. And I think that,
1: that. I don't even know what does that mean. Can you explain that to me? Oh,
0: <laughs> well, I think part of it is 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 that it's mysterious. It's like a hard thing to. It's sort of like it's sort of like poetic language, something yeah. that could mean so many things. Right, but it's yeah yeah I think it's a principle that that applies to understanding something about one thing really well, means that when you see that same pattern, whatever shape it takes elsewhere in life, you can recognize it.
1: Yeah, seeing the through line.
0: Right, yeah, like for instance, like being able to spot, you know, like, like being able to spot genuine behavior and being able to spot hypocrisy, like being able to, you know, like even if it's how you understand like the way that a screw turns into, you know, turns into a socket, it's like if you understand you know that about you know then you'll see it you know in in other situations with other screws and shit. yeah
1: yeah yeah seeing the way the way in one way is the way that we see i don't know, i can't even say it how do you even say it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i think it was like, like to, it- to to know to know the way uh yeah to 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 know the way in one way is to know the way broadly, something like that. Yeah. What was the original thing? It was know.
1: just the common denominator and okay. everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like such a. Uh stoner discussion
0: <laughs> i was about to say you know and it, but we have like this kind of like beautiful setup of like everything's but you know has as the equipment and all <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're just us. hanging out we're,
1: before we wrap up just since mm-hmm. we're good and high and on the vibe <laughs> yeah um i'm just curious what made you switch to comedy
0: oh like switch to comedy but well I was managing a dry cleaner before that, um, but I, I'd always wanted to be an entertainer. I like being in yeah. front of people. Yeah, yeah okay, like so is it about comedy or is it
1: entertainment? Like is comedy a skill in a broader set for you or is it the final destination? Mm. That's well, what I'm curious I love comedy about.
0: and I'm trying to per, uh, pursue success in comedy, but just like, yeah, but just like anything, it's connected with other things and something I've been learning about since I've been trying to learn to be a comedian by going to open mics is learning how to be an entertainer because that's a, that's a more fundamental. How do you like be appealing to people? Basically. Yeah. Well,
1: and entertain Mm -hmm. and inform and educate and
0: whatever is stimulating. Whatever it is you want to put in the world by grabbing people's attention, that's entertainment. Yeah. Um, And so I've, yeah. So, so that's a much more broad. It's a much more abstract concept than comedy comedy has more rules to it and like it's you know that is so i don't know if that's what the final destination is for me uh because the because the fact is that whatever you're doing in life like where where wherever you see yourself succeeding are areas that maybe you should lean into more and then the other areas are like okay we'll take that away and then you know whatever skills you want to work on whatever seems to be working for you then you go towards it so I don't know exactly
1: I think that's how everyone lives they just kind of like lean into what's working
0: right exactly yep put put energy into areas which are paths of less resistance and then withdraw your energy withdraw your forces from those areas where you're meeting a lot of resistance because that's just crazy
1: yeah yeah it's like how does a plant find sunlight it has to move and twist
0: and yeah. wind and mm-hmm. eventually find the nutrients you got it man yeah yeah that's uh, yeah it's really cool to like watch the watch the time-lapse videos <laughs> Fucking vibe. <laughs> it's such a funny thing to say. You don't think so? <laughs>
1: What's a funny thing to say? Oh, I just
0: like, fucking vibe. <laughs> uh, well, yeah,
1: no, that's a lot of what we've been talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There so, we are. I think we had a great me- meandering conversation. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, we've really... we got
1: to distill the knowledge somehow because stuff. it was so roaming. Yeah. yeah,
0: Sometimes. I mean, I, I, I could kind of go on and on a bit. What? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, I I thought that was, I thought that's a, that's an original thought. Yeah. And I hope that either the viewers of the, the the viewers of this podcast or wherever it goes out, I hope annals of history. Yeah. That's a cool, but I think that's a, I think it's true. And so as a result of it being true, I would hope that it would stick in people's brains That, you know, whatever, yeah, God is culture.
1: All right. That's a great way to sum it up. Thanks for coming on, dude. I love it. I love it. (laughs) it.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Thanks,
1: Derek. Thank you. Yes. All right. See you guys.